I don't think consumers differentiate between 85, 95, and 90. People only differentiate between zero and hundred. At the top, there's only room for one, right? I believe in India, 80% of celebrity usage in advertising that I see is not thought. Creating is easy. What to create is a million-dollar question. Hi. You're listening to Marketing with Vani in which I speak to marketing gurus. Together we decode how marketing works in the real world to grow your business. Influencer marketing has grown to be about a thousand crores. Even 5 years back influencer marketing was not an essential part of your digital marketing mix. Today it is. Advertising in general that is mainstream advertising has for the longest time had to abide by the rules of ASCII ASCII being the Advertising Standards Council of India now ASCII has come up with guidelines for influencer marketing too in this episode i'm speaking with subhash kamat chairman ASCII and manisha kapoor secretary general ASCII on the what why and how of ASCII guidelines for influencer marketing my first question is to subhash Why did we even need guidelines from ASCII for influencer marketing? Uh, so there are two parts to ASCII, right? One is obviously looking at all kinds of communication across media platforms, uh, which keeping in mind the con- protecting of consumer interests, right? So that the consumer uh, is not misled by information uh, or doesn't find something offensive. or is you know something that is unfair uh, so one is the protection of consumer interest on one side on the other side our members are the people who create the communication our advertisers the advertising agency partners and media companies and so on and so forth right the other side of our role is to help guide our member community towards more responsible advertising so right. at one end you keep an eye on what is against consumer interest on the other hand how do we help our own community work towards more responsible advertising so that's the larger macro mandate of what aski does right. uh, uh so when we looked at influencer marketing the key thing to remember is uh when you look at ads on television any consumer even the most uneducated of consumers if i use the term can look at what is a program and what is an ad there is no confusion in their minds because an ad looks like an ad or if you look at a newspaper right you know what is the editorial and what is an ad correct correct however in, uh, in 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 digital what is happening especially with influencers is that it is very difficult for us to distinguish what is a paid for piece of content and what is organic content that a influencer right. does and the final guidelines are fundamentally based on this it's a voluntary principle of disclosure that this piece of communication mm. or this content that i'm presenting is a paid for or sponsored content or a brand authorized content we've got a whole lot of nomenclatures that they can use it is therefore with great influencing power comes great responsibility is something that even the influencer community has accepted and welcomed yeah. this otherwise yeah. there would be absolutely no guidelines or regulation it could be free for all correct and consumer interest would then get uh, misrepresented there the only the only guidelines the guidelines are primarily on we're not trying to curtail 
any piece of organic content that the influencer wants to put out. That is his or her choice. All we are saying is wherever there is a brand-sponsored piece of message or a paid partnership that you are given, just disclose that. It doesn't take away from your creativity or your narration. Just make sure that your followers know what is a paid for and what is not and leave it to them to then make the choice. And that is what correct transparency is in consumer interest protection. Absolutely. And over here, I might add that the onus is then on the influencer to make sure that his or her um, relationship with his fan base is not compromised even while he might do a series of promoted posts because at the end of the day, what makes him the influencer is the fact that people trust him. So this influencer still has to do whatever it takes to keep that trust as fortified, as alive, uh, irrespective of, uh, you know, all declarations. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. In fact, I believe these guidelines are going to be on the right side of truth. Hmm. No, as and a it's consumer, a, I think and, it's a, and it's a responsibility. It's a responsibility that each marketeer or each influencer needs to take upon himself or herself. I have a controversial question coming from this, but before I come to that, Manisha, will you help us understand what are the guidelines? Uh, sure. So I think the guidelines at the heart of uh, it is actually a very very simple act of disclosure. Uh, and uh, it's just to disclose that you have some sort of a material connection with the advertiser. Uh, we've said, uh, you know, what comes under material connection. It's not just uh, a monetary payment, but things like free gifts, free stays, um, you know, barters, uh, contests, um, uh, you know, uh, discount codes, etc. Anything that, uh, you know, is materially benefiting the influencer in some way needs to be disclosed. So I think that's really at the heart of Uh, you know, what these guidelines are about. And so long as you're transparent about the disclosure, and of course, we do have guidelines which say how that disclosure should be made and when it needs to be made and where it needs to be made. Uh, But essentially, if you disclose that, you know, you have some kind of a material connection with the advertiser, uh, that kind of suffices, uh, you know, for the purpose of these guidelines. So, so, So assuming I'm an influencer... If I were to merely announce in whatever form, whether this is a sponsored post or some of the other nomenclatures that Subhash mentioned, if I were to merely announce that I'm doing this with some commercial understanding with this particular, you know, uh, uh, brand founders, then that's good enough. Absolutely. Is, is that all yeah, that's all that there is required. So saying that, you know, if I am advertising or if I have received some money or some kind of a compensation or, you know, there is a material connection between me and the brand, I can still use the same content pretty much. It's just that I need to declare that this content, uh, you know, is coming to you with uh, with some kind of a commercial, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, commercial kind of attachment uh, to this. And, and that's all that there is really is to declare that, uh, you know, it does not really impact your content. If you want to review a product and you're honest about your uh, reviews, uh, you can still continue to do that. It's just that, again, in that interest of transparency and responsibility that you need to declare uh, and disclose uh, that, you know, this is a paid for piece of communication in some way. Perfect. So now, Manisha, I want to ask you one. What would constitute a commercial uh, compensation? Suppose I were a, um, a bakery brand. 
and I went to an influencer and said, look, I'm going to send you a basket of breads. Would that constitute commercial compensation versus another influencer who I signed on for, uh, you know, 10 lakhs for a post? Yeah, I think there is what we call a material connection in both the cases. The nature of that connection is different. Uh, in one case, you may have received it as a free gift. So you declare it saying it's a free gift. Uh, and, you know, you can go on to say whatever you think about uh, those bakery products. And in one case, you could, uh, you know, probably look at it as... I've just received this basket of... Yeah, so we, we have a free gift, uh, uh, you know, one of the disclosure labels allowed is free gift. So that's what you can use. Uh, so we have given options in terms of what is that nature of material connection? You know, is it a collaboration? Is it a partnership? Is it sponsored? Is it an advertisement? Is it a free gift? Uh, so we've given these uh, various kind of uh, options. And, uh, you know, some of these were kind of brought to our notice by influencers themselves on saying that, you know, this is the nature of, you know, this is the nature of, uh, uh, you know, connections that we have with advertisers. If from all of what both you and Subhash have said, would you say that in this new era of increased transparency now, where especially the big influencers are going to be declaring what is a sponsored post, would this blur the definition between who is an influencer and who is a celebrity? Uh, uh, it doesn't matter whether you're an influencer or who's a celebrity. Uh, there are different levels of people who have got followership and fan base, right? Uh, I think here the principal issue is on content that can be misconstrued as content when actually it is brand sponsored, yes. right? So whether you are, like if a celebrity mm -hmm. is doing an ad on television, there is no uh, misconstruing that. It's an ad and he's representing the brand mm -hmm. or whatever on that ad. The specific issue in influencer marketing is the blurred line between content and a branded content or brand-sponsored message. As long as you take that as the lens with which we view this level of disclosure, of transparency, then whether you are a celebrity or whether you are a small-town influencer, the principles remain the same. What if, in your knowledge, you found that the influencer were using his or her influence to wrongly inform or to wrongly exaggerate, which could be the case in advertising as well. And if this were the case with influencers, then what could be possible consequences that ASCII could take up? And, you know, would it be fair to say that these cases are also... Um, very much a possibility or that you've seen these cases and perhaps that's the reason why you felt the need to, you know, impose some guidelines in the first place. Not impose, but suggest guidelines or put out guidelines in the first place. So uh, any claim that you're making should be capable of substantiation. Uh, so that becomes a piece of, uh, uh, you know, uh, substantiation that needs to be done. So, for example, if we do come across... Uh, claims that are being made, uh, which we feel need certain technical substantiation, uh, we will ask, uh, you know, the advertiser uh, whose brand it is or whose advertising may not necessarily be their brand, but whose, whoever's the advertiser will need to substantiate the claims. So the technical substantiation of any claim, uh, you know, the primary responsibility lies with the advertiser uh, because they are the ones who uh, have the technical know-how or the justification on why they are saying certain uh, things. Uh, however, in this case, we have also asked the influencer uh, and we've advised them that they need to be careful as well because at the end of the day, again, it comes down to the trust that their consumers and their audiences have in them.
So, for example, if I were to go out and say that, you know, this particular toothpaste, uh, you know, gives me 2x the whiteness as another toothpaste. I mean, that's a that needs to be a fact based, uh, uh, you know, uh, claim that you're making. And, and therefore, if they are being asked to say those claims or they're making those claims, they better do their due diligence and they better make sure that, you know, this is something that the brand indeed can do. Uh, however, when it comes to technical substantiation, it is the advertiser who will need to respond to ASCII uh, for, for technical claims that are being made in the ad. So, so uh, you know, right. a creative exaggeration is perfectly allowed. All right. Where, where I, mean, I mean, we've seen ads where a person puts fevistic yes. on a piece of wood and catches the fish, right? Or an egg, egg that right. can't break because it was next to a fevicol can or... Uh, you know, a creative exaggeration or puffery is absolutely allowed because in most of those cases, there is no misrepresentation for the consumer. Yeah. The consumer understands yeah. the joke and goes along with it, laughing around with it, right? So similarly, in influencer marketing, you can use various filters today in the Instagram filters to exaggerate a point. So for example, if I'm saying, uh, oh my God, this this... Chili sauce is so spicy, and blew my mind off, and there's smoke fine. and fire coming out of the uh, head. Right. Uh, you know, so that, that's yeah. exaggeration, and that's fine. That's not misleading, right? So I just wanted to make that point, right? And the other other point which I wanted to add from a broader perspective is that, look, Vani, these guidelines are just the beginning of, of a very new industry. So that, and this is just the beginning. I'm sure things will evolve. There'll be a lot more questions that will come up. And guidelines are not cast in stone. That's why they're called guidelines, right? We can always revisit them. We can add some stuff. If, you know, things are changing so much in the marketing world, especially on digital, that we can always add, which is why we've launched uh, 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 something called ASCII.social, which is a platform where anybody, all the influencers, advertisers can come, interact, ask questions, I mean, the, the influencer That's community is growing in exponential way. And every year, there are newer and newer, younger micro-influencers coming in. They can reach out to ASCII.social, ask the questions, get their answers. So we are trying to create a platform where all of this conversation happens. Given the vast number of influencers, and especially because we talked about micro-influencers as well, how would you ever come to know who says what? How would you monitor? Okay. So I think one of the things that ASCII does, uh, even for television, print, and other kinds of digital advertising, is that we have a very strong cell which looks at uh, monitoring uh, the landscape and picking out things that we feel are in violation of our guidelines. So I think on the same principle, we've extended that service to uh, influencer advertising as well. We've identified a French technology partner because, as you said, you know, the whole gamut is so wide uh, and there are just so many, uh, you know, hundreds and thousands of influencers uh, who are posting content uh, every minute. Uh, so, so we do have technology to help us, uh, and this technology is based on artificial intelligence, uh, which is able to detect content uh, which appears to be commercial in nature, however, does not have the disclosure guidelines uh, or does not have the kind of disclosure labels that we need them to have. Uh, so we will be kind of uh, uh, you know, using this going forward. And uh, 
uh, you know, we again from time to time it allows us uh, in many different ways. We can focus on a certain sector, we can focus on a certain geography, we can sp- focus on certain uh, you know category of influencers. It really allows us uh, to fine tune our search or to cast it as wide as we want uh, through the use of technology. And you know, obviously, as uh, you know, as digital. Uh, advertising becomes more and more important. Uh, you know, it's also from an ASCII perspective, ways of monitoring digital through technology, uh, you know, becomes our focus as well. Uh, and, and that's why we have, uh, uh, you know, invested in uh, in this kind of platform, which is going to be able to help us through artificial intelligence to monitor uh, what influencers are doing. Wow. That must be some super technology then, because uh, I'm just saying that the the... The ambit of the internet is so large. You know, when it's TV, you know, you just have to look at prime time and you have to look at the top channels and the top programs and uh, and you know what's on. But the internet is, uh, you know, is hidden in little nooks and crannies and you don't know what's happening in those little nooks and crannies. So, so yeah, I can imagine it's uh, without tech support, this would be near impossible to figure what's going on where. I hope you liked my show. And if you did, please do consider subscribing. I also have a YouTube channel by the same name, Marketing by Vani. Please do check that out too. Thank you. <laughs> How badly could you screw up one line? <laughs> okay. So I did screw up. My YouTube channel is called Marketing with Vani, the same name as this podcast. 